0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. Um, as always, coming at you, Bo and Brant. Uh, going to talk some Dynasty news on this one. We're going to talk some trade candidates to help you win. Uh, uh, we shouldn't say win. To help you move forward in your fantasy season this year, along with move forward in your Dynasty League as well. Um, we're going to talk about an incoming rookie running back. Uh, we both have one guy that we've... Uh, kind of kept our eyes on or, you know, been keeping track of his stats and looking how he did. Um, And then we're going to talk about some projections going into this week. And as always, I know you're a little jazzed up for this one, Bo. Uh, This week we're actually going to talk about your Atlanta Falcons. They're going to show up on TV and hopefully not get interrupted. And it will be a Thursday night game, so we'll break down some Thursday night.
1: Hey, listen, P.J. Walker and Marcus Mariota just fit the trend for a Thursday night game. One of them can't complete a pass, and the other one only throws about 15 a game. So this is just perfect script for a Thursday night game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to talk about when we get into that. I'm going to talk about a wide receiver to be keeping your eyes on and be keeping an eye on uh, possibly some prop bets for him. Um, and if you do have any questions about prop bets, don't hesitate to reach out to us in uh, on our Fat Boys Dynasty uh, podcast page. Um, we'll be more than happy to talk some uh, you know gambling advice and some, and uh, our insight on a couple of those. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I know we both we've done our fair share of. Decent making decent money on some of these props. So uh, we're definitely always always up to talk some football with you guys. Don't hesitate to message us. Um, I'm going to jump straight into a guy that I think should be traded away. Um, this guy had an explosion explosive week this week. Um, uh, he carried a lot of us to uh, fantasy wins. Um, I know he did in my family league. And that is uh Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, he's 26 but, years old. But
1: but but Walker, all them touchdowns and 60 points in fantasy. How do you trade that?
0: You trade it and you get a Buttload. And he's going into a bye week. So, you got 2 weeks almost to use this to your advantage of this huge sell that of of Joe Mixon. Now, I know he's 26 years old. He's still young. He's too, you know, he, he's, he's ranked second in PPR in points. He just had a 55 point 55 point game, uh, explosive game. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but Joe Mixon has had a bunch of carries this year, and he hasn't been the most productive with those carries. I understand he's seeing targets. Um, but let's scroll down a little bit, down to his playoff schedule, which is ranked 32nd amongst running backs as he's going to see cleveland going into the playoffs the week prior to the playoffs so then we're going to go into the playoffs and he's going to play probably the three toughest run defenses in the nfl maybe not so much for week 15 we'll see how long they uh hold up they're getting up there in h2 but uh tampa bay new england and buffalo he has to see in the fantasy playoffs If you are making a playoff push right now is the time to trade this man. You trade him away and you go get a king's ransom for him right now. In dynasty leagues, you can possibly get a first, maybe even more than a first, a first and a player. In redraft leagues, you could be looking at going after some guys that have easier uh, playoff schedules, uh, which we're going to break down next week, I think. We're going to start talking about some playoff schedules. Um, So you need to go out and you need to start looking for these guys. If you guys have any, once again, if you have any questions about playoff schedules as we're putting in our research on that, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Maybe get a little sneak peek into next week's episode um, as we start to put it out there. But Joe Mixon's playoff schedule is just so atrocious, you're not going to be able to trust him going into, into the playoffs. And he could be a guy, we saw this last year with Jamar Chase, where he blew up the week, what was it, the week before the playoffs, then hung a whopping two points in the first round. Well, guess what? He's the reason you didn't make the championship, you know, if you're holding on to uh, Joe, or Jay, Jamar Chase and he's the reason you don't make it out of the first round. Joe Mixon's going to be that guy this year, and I honestly believe that. And if you don't have the right tools in – on your bench to replace him, which is going to be hard to replace a 20-touch guy. You need to go out and find something to replace him.
1: Yeah, I also want to say, too, Brent, that uh, this 55-point-plus this, this, this explosion is, is the best that he's ever had. Um, This is not completely unlike Joe Mixon to have a huge game and then a complete disappearing act for the next several weeks. Um, So that's definitely something to keep uh, note as well. Um, I went back and looked at just like the last four years and every, every year he's had at least one game with like a 30 plus point explosion. And then he disappears for the next couple of games and only once. Uh, in those last four years as he finished as a top 10 running back and that was last year so again the Joe Mixon you know explode and then disappear is a thing we've seen in the past and um, honestly this is this is one that I'm you know typically after you see a running back hit a 50 plus point game um, unless it's a complete no name you're not looking to sell him but this is one I I completely understand and uh, Brent just like you said this is one that you could get a a king's ransom for whether it be a dynasty league or a redraft
0: yes absolutely Um,
1: so I'm going to jump straight into a running back, all right, that I think is a very cheap alternative if you're looking for just running back upside, all right? And if I walk you through this guy's playoff schedule, which is for most leagues, weeks 15, 16, and 17, I'm not sure you could draw up a better playoff schedule for a running back, all right? You ready for this, Brant? Uh-huh. Week, week 15, the Detroit Lions... Week 16, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week 17, I'm sorry to say it, but you're Seattle Seahawks. That's a pretty dreamy playoff schedule. That's a guy that you can put in your lineup and say, hey, that man's going to give me some production uh, in that running back position. I'm going to have a chance. Now, granted, this guy isn't going to carry you by himself. He's not designed to do that. He's not that type of a back. But with that that type of a schedule and his usage he could be very very serviceable come playoff time and that's michael carter okay and you know a lot of people were very down on michael carter a lot of people after you know the breeze hall started stepping up whatever the james Robinson stuff there's been every reason uh to kick michael carter while he's down and all he's done is just continue to perform um just this last week 12 reception or uh, 12 rushes 76 yards a touchdown averaging 6.3 yards per carry that's pretty good um And, again, this guy is currently the running back 23 in PPR formats. So he's inside of that running back two category right now. And just based on the Breeze Hall stuff, the James Robinson stuff, this is a guy that you can probably get relatively cheap. And, again, I see that playoff schedule and I salivate. All right? I wish – that playoff schedule belong to a back like Dalvin Cook or you know Aaron Jones or somebody that was a little more prestigious because a lot of people would be taking note. Michael Carter, serviceable guy. If you can go out and get him cheap, is just running back insurance. Maybe you, maybe you are the Joe Mixon owner and you're and you don't like Joe Mixon's schedule. I'm not saying you're going to bench Joe Mixon for Michael Carter, but with a schedule like this, you're definitely going to have to think about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh- and and it's it's really showing. We did see James Robinson get involved this week a little bit more with the Jets, and and it looks like it's going to be a committee. But it looks like out of that committee, it looks like it's still Michael Carter's um, to own and and to run with. And absolutely, a playoff schedule like that, especially a guy that can catch the ball out of a backfield, going against the Seattle Seahawks in the in the Super or in the the Super Bowl of your fantasy league. Uh, yeah, give me a guy that can catch the ball playing the Seattle Seahawks. So yeah, Michael Carter's schedule, love it. Absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely. All right, let's jump into these these rookie rookie running backs. You want me to hit mine first Brandon? or you want to, you want to get yours out of the way?
0: Go ahead and hit your guy real quick.
1: All right, so I'm gonna talk about a guy that a lot of people have probably seen. He's been in a lot of prime time games this year. Um, that's the five foot eleven. Uh, 200 pound junior running back out of Alabama, Jameer Gibbs. All right, this guy is in his first. It is in he is in his first year at Alabama. He spent his first two years of his collegiate career at the, uh, Georgia Tech. Um, and this year, the, there's some really good stats here. Okay, and I'll, I'll explain why after I go through them. So this year, running running the ball, 113 rushes, 771 rushes for 6.8 yards per carry, six touchdowns. In 2022, 39 receptions, 365 yards, averaging 9.4 yards per catch, three touchdowns. All right. Over the course of his entire career, so both at Georgia Tech and Alabama, he's had 345 complete or uh, total rushes, 1977 yards, averaging 5.7 yards carry for 14 touchdowns. Receiving totals for his entire career. 99 receptions, 1,138 yards receiving, averaging 11.5 yards per catch, eight touchdowns. This screams three-down running back in the NFL. Um, you're telling me that this is a guy <coughs> excuse me, that can come into the league and be an instant three-down running back if he lands someplace where there's a need. Okay, He has the, the tools, obviously. These are good catch numbers. Um, again, this year he sits at 39, and we still have several weeks left of the college football season. I would expect him to get close to 50 before it's all said and done. Those are very good numbers for a running back um, who's also probably going to sur- scratch the surface of 200 carries. Screams complete package to me. Um, this is a guy that if he falls in the right spot, the right landing spot, I could see a lot of people making the argument that he should be number one in, in – um, dynasty rookie drafts over possibly Bajan robinson so this is a guy to keep your eye on here as the season progresses
0: yeah absolutely and and with these running backs we discussed at work that, that there's still some spots for for good running backs to go to um we're not looking as this this class being you know the deep running back class um Outside of uh, Robinson, we, we really haven't found a guy yet. That's probably going to make an extreme immediate impact These are names that we want you guys to look at keep on your radar Maybe low-key, you know, do a little film research, which we're gonna definitely help you guys out with uh, during this offseason and uh, But you got to keep these names in mind These are guys that, that maybe they don't make that immediate impact But when it comes down to your dynasty league, you, you really want to hold on to these guys prime example was Kenneth Walker He went into a spot behind Penny. Well, guess what? A lot of people started fading him when he went to Seattle. Well, look what he's doing now. So these are guys that, that you may have to hold on to, but you want to keep these names in your mind. And uh, this is another one that I have. I got uh, the chance to watch him play once uh, this year on, uh, I think it was a Thursday night game. And this is Sean Tucker out of the Syracuse Orangemen. Um, and uh, he's five foot ten. He's 205 pounds. He is, he is only a sophomore. So Um, He has to declare to come out, um, but he has 155 attempts, 777 yards, seven touchdowns, averaging five yards per carry. Now, he's gone in, and here's his reception totals over the last three years. This year, he's got 34 receptions already. Last year was 20, and his first year was eight. So, uh, he's apparently a COVID year freshman. Are, so he got that extra year. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, he's he's seen 246 carries last year for an average 6.1 yards per carry. So this is a guy that, that can carry the full workload. He's done a pretty good job in the ACC of carrying the work and, and running the football. So this is another guy. Just keep keep low on your radar um, and, uh, you know, keep his name in mind. His name, is, like I said, uh, Sean Tucker out of uh, Syracuse. He's, uh, he's one of them orange men. And I know this isn't a college that we speak about uh, way too often, but they definitely are, uh, you know, putting some people on notice.
1: It is one that you and I speak about. It is one you and I speak about a lot because uh, those of you who have joined us Sunday morning for the lives, you may have gotten confused when it said Brant Walker uh, and Bo Finley for the live because a lot of people see me and then they see the Syracuse Orangeman mascot, the big round orange guy sitting next to me. Uh, But that is, in fact, my co-host. I've never seen him and the Syracuse Orangeman mascot in the same room together. I'm not saying that they're the same person, but I can't prove that they're not. I'm just saying. Um, Brand. I want to hit on something that you, you did mention too when you, when you brought up Kenneth Walker, and I think there's a pr- polar opposite of that that you could talk about too. So... Last year when that class came out, a lot of people, it was Brees Hall as the 101, and then it was Kenneth Walker at the 102. And then, you know, originally, this is prior to the actual NFL draft taking place, Isaiah Spiller in a lot of people's minds was the 103. So, again, you can do all the research, all the the things in your mind all offseason, but really the landing spot does mean something. I'm not saying in a dynasty that Isaiah Spiller has no relevancy, but he's got none right now. Um, so, again, you can fall in love with a prospect, but you've got to be able to be flexible when that guy gets trapped into a spot you don't love. you got to be able to pivot. That's why we're throwing out all these names over the course of the season. So, it gives you that, you know, all that time between now and then to really digest some of these names and really look into some of these guys. Um, that way, if, you know, one of your favorite running backs or wide receivers goes to a team and it's like, yeah that guy's gonna be like eighth on the pecking order there you got you got a chance to pivot and look someplace else so you're not just going he's the only one i looked at so i'm taking him and then you don't ever play him so it, it, it it's more for that than it is anything else at this point in the season so just keep that in mind too
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um so um let's jump into um the the uh projections that we have um this week um um I got uh, uh four down. I got one at every position. I'm going to uh jump straight in. Um as we talk about Kenneth Walker, I'm going to run over to his uh backfield mate of Geno Smith going to Germany, playing Tampa Bay. 20.17 is his projection for this week. What do you feel about that?
1: Um I think this is going to be a tough week for him to get his 20 points. Um, I'm not saying it's it's not possible. Uh, I just think that Tampa Bay team's really hungry right now. Um, they didn't look good this week against the Rams. Uh, you know, I, I talked to a a, a a person that I wouldn't necessarily call super. Um, Intelligent when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I would call them very invested when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they told me this is going to be a get-right game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So with that being said, I look for Kenneth Walker to go for 25-plus points. Uh, so with that happening, I think it's going to be a Kenneth Walker game. I'm going to say Geno gets close to the 20, but I think he's just going to be south of it.
0: So um, so what you're telling me is Tom Brady's going to be on the airplane doing some high knees, getting ready, just like old Russell Wilson did, you know, got to get ready for that game so they can win an overseas game.
1: I'm not sure how high those knees get anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. I have him for under as well. I have him between 15 to 17 points this week. He's only hit this point. Uh, he's only hit 20 over 20 points three times this year. Um, yeah, I expect it to be a uh, – a, uh, Kenneth Walker game they're traveling you know it's it's kind of new territory for some of these guys on the team Seattle's young so I expect them to lean on what they know and right now what they know is feed Kenneth Walker the ball and let him run and we're gonna milk the clock and we're gonna keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands the best we can because let's be honest Tom Brady he's still the goat he still has the ability to pick apart a young defense and that's what Seattle is and I expect him to pick us apart pretty easily so, in order for us to stay in the game, we're going to have to keep the ball out of his hands, and that's going to be Kenneth Walker. So, I look for Geno to be a little under.
1: Speaking of Seattle quarterbacks and high knees, I've got Russell Wilson at Tennessee this week projected at 20.5 points against the Tennessee defense. What's your take on Russell Wilson this well, he week?
0: Well, ha- he has to go under because he's not better than Geno, duh. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. They're coming off, They're coming off uh, um, I believe, a bye week they had last week. Um, so yeah, I expect him to go over. I expect him to uh, have spent most of this bye trying to get this team right. I expect Denver to come out, and I expect him to come out on fire this week. I expect a good performance out of Russ. Um, I think you're going to see him uh, use his legs a little more than you have in order to uh, keep himself uh, upright. And uh, so I expect I expect him to be right around that 20. I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and say he goes over
1: yeah i like russell wilson to go over his projection this week as well i mean and i honestly i really like jerry judy and Cortland sutton this week too along with greg Dulcich. uh i think this is a uh definitely a get right game for denver i know we're all tired of watching them in prime time and thank goodness we don't have it this week um so with less eyes on the denver broncos this week i think russell goes over
0: yeah absolutely so um i'm gonna jump into my uh running back uh he plays uh um it's it's Saquon Barkley playing uh the Houston Texans and his projection is at 22.05 PPR points this year or this year this week what do you expect out of that
1: um, listen we saw Derek Henry absolutely torch um the uh, Houston Texans uh Two weeks ago, I uh, think you're going to see Saquon Barkley do very similar things. Um, not a whole lot of weapons on the outside for New York at this point. You know, again, Wandale Robinson uh, and, and, you know, Danny Dimes is, is not the greatest of quarterbacks. Um, so I think you'll see less than 30 carries for Saquon. But I could still see him this being a multi-touchdown week. I'm going to say he goes comfortably over the 22 points.
0: But Saquon's only gone over 22 points twice this year in uh, in ppr uh, leagues and um so I, I i think it might be no i know i i expect him to go well over um he's healthy he's coming off a bye week they're at home they're coming off a bad loss against seattle i expect saquon barkley to ball out this week i'm expecting a 30 plus point performance out of saquon barkley this week and uh that's a guy that you may hear me talk about sunday morning during our live
1: Right, so you know we both went ahead and took uh, our uh, running backs here. So I'm going to hit you with my first. I've got a couple, but uh, Miles Sanders hosting the Washington Commanders this week, projected at 13.9 points, so basically 14 points. Does Miles Sanders get there this week?
0: Oh, that's a Monday night game. Uh, they're they're coming off their Thursday night uh, win against Houston. Um, His projection, I, I expect him to be right there. I'm actually going to say he goes a little bit under. I expect Gainwell to get a little bit more time with uh, with that offense um, in the fourth quarter because I expect them to be out to a pretty decent lead. So I'm actually going to take Miles Sanders to go under his 14-point uh, projection.
1: Yeah, you know, when I skip back like Miles Sanders at a low projection like 14, I always want to say say go over because uh, he's one touchdown away from being there. So, I think I'm going to put him at over. That offense is in the red zone too much for him to go under, in my opinion. I think I think I like Miles Sanders at 14
0: this week. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead and hit me with your second running back before I jump into my wide out.
1: All right, gladly we'll do so. So this running back, I think this this projection teeters on some things, but uh, I've got Devin Singletary uh, hosting the Minnesota Vikings, projected at twelve point eight points fantasy. Uh, and when I say it hinges on something, that's it hinges on the arm of Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen going to play? What are we looking at with Josh Allen? I think that's going to be a big determining factor of this. Devin Singletary
0: thing. So I'm going to assume that they're going to take it easy with Josh Allen. Now, I think he still plays, but I think they're going to ask him to air the ball out a little less, maybe take some of that running off of his back Um, this week. um, This is a game that that they need to – uh, you can't really say get right because they've looked amazing this year. I know they, you know, had a down week against the Jets, but this is almost a get right spot for them. Um, and I think that you see um, some of the work get taken off of Josh Allen this week. So I expect Singletary to go over his 12.8 projection. I really like him. I know Minnesota's, you know, up there as, as a, as a uh, competing uh, team in the NFC, and uh, they, they have a very well-rounded team, but I expect Devin Singletary to uh, fall into the end zone and, and possibly see you know multitude of, uh, of dump-off passes too early in. I don't know how much we'll see Allen air the ball out now. If he comes back and says, hey, I'm healthy, I'm 100%, then I'll probably have to retract this statement, but I don't see him being 100% this week.
1: If he comes out and says that, he's absolutely lying. There's no <laughs> way after that shot he's going to be healthy. I could see him playing um, but if he does play, I, I expect a very high dosage of Devin Singletary. If he doesn't play in its case, Keenum, I expect a very high dosage of <laughs> Devin Singletary. I like Devin Singletary as the over, basically, 13 points this week.
0: Okay, absolutely. So I'm going to go with the guy that um, – uh, I, I, uh, a rookie wide receiver – this week, and that is uh, Mr. George Pickens going against the New Orleans Saints with the projection at 10.42. What do you think about that?
1: Um, uh, George Pickens at 10.4 against the New Orleans Saints. Um I'm going to say he gets right near it, but I think he's going to be a little bit below it. Um, I just think there's going to be too much Pat Fryermuth, uh too much Najee Harris, and too much Deontay Johnson this week for him to go over it. So I'm going to say he's riding around it. I won't say under, but I'm going to say right around
0: it. Okay. I'm going to say he goes over. I expect him to find the end zone this week. They had their bye week. Um, this is one of the, you know, obviously this is a reoccurring theme for me. Uh, talking about people coming off their buys. But they had their bye week this past week. I expect that team to be looking to get right. He's coming in as the number two after losing Chase Claypool. I expect them to go pretty decently over it. I, I honestly would put him on a fringe, you know, possible flex start this week. Maybe even a wide receiver two start. I expect him to, to find the end zone this week. And, and I like George Pickens to go over
1: all right perfect let's stick right with that same game because i too took a Steelers wide receiver this week uh deontay johnson also in that game against the new orleans saints projected at 12 points
0: um i'm gonna say he's right at i'm gonna i'm gonna use your uh pretty much the same thing you said about Pickens. i'm gonna say he's right at he's gonna find the number one coverage um I The thing with Johnson is, is if he finds the end zone, he's going well over this. So I think Pickens is the one that finds the end zone this week. So I'm going to take Johnson to go just a tad under.
1: Uh, I think the reason I said comfortably for Deontay Johnson is because I expect a massive week for Deontay Johnson. Uh, I do think Pat Fryer is going to be the biggest beneficiary of the Chase Claypool exit. Um, They both ran the middle of the field very similarly. Uh, But I think Deontay Johnson could be, you know, 12-plus targets this week um coming out of the bye you want to you want to get back on track mike tomlin's not looking to lose his job um and you're going to get back on track by getting the ball into your best weapons hand uh and i think that's going to be 12 plus targets for deontay johnson this week so i think he gets well over 12.
0: okay all right so my next one is the tight end um who received one target last week and um that is Mr. Tyler Higby going against the Arizona Cardinals at projection 11.19. What do you think about that one?
1: Projected it. What is it again?
0: 11.1. Uh,
1: so basically 11 points. Um, I'm going to say even though Arizona is the worst team against the tight ends in the National Football League, uh, I'm going to say that Arizona actually stays um, pretty comfortably with Higby. That air, that air, or that Rams offense is one dimensional. It's Cooper Cup at this point. Um, I think Higby will have a few receptions. I just don't think it's enough to get him over eleven.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think Hig, Higby's a, a good streaming option this week. I, I expect them to, uh, um, with how bad their lines looked. I, I I'm not sure what they're really going to do, but I expect Higby to go underneath that eleven points. Um, I don't expect this to be too big of a shootout. It's an individual individual. In division game, so I expect it to be a low lower scoring affair. So I don't know how I feel about him going over eleven. I'm going to say under.
1: Okay, I've got a I've got a tight end here as well. I've got Cole Komet versus the Detroit Lions, projected at six point seven points.
0: I'm going over, over, over. They got Cole Clement involved in the red zone last week. Justin Fields looked real good. I'm taking the over for Cole Clement this week. I absolutely love him as a valuable streaming option this week.
1: Yeah, I've got Cole Komet on on the over pretty comfortably as well. He's hit it the last three weeks. He's gone over his projections. Obviously, finding the end zone twice last week was absolutely huge for him. I think uh, we're all finally starting to get out of Cole Komet, what a lot of us thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season. So uh, definitely Cole Komet season, if you will. Uh, I like him for over. So let's just jump right on into this Thursday night game. There's not a whole lot to say about it, except for the fact that I'm damn excited for this game. Um, it's not very often my Falcons are actually on TV um, so you know I'm, I'm going to be glued to my chair watching this game uh, what better matchup could you ask for on a Thursday night than PJ Walker and Marcus Mariota um, but there really is there's a lot of talent you got Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London uh, Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall definitely a lot of good looking players that we're going to see um, and probably more fantasy relevancy in this game uh, than there should be um, but I could see a lot of people being nervous and wanting to bench guys like dj moore or drake london or you know whoever I, I wouldn't think anybody's benching the running backs in this one but i could see a lot of people benching some of the other skill positions
0: yeah absolutely i expect this game to actually be a very high scoring affair um both defenses have been struggling lately um uh so i expect i expect this to be a uh uh high scoring affair um so well, your defense has been banged up a little bit lately so um So, yeah, I I expect it to be fun. I expect it to actually be a little exciting on a Thursday night. Um, I actually expect and I'm actually excited to watch it. Now, one name that I'm really looking forward to, you've already said, is Terrence Marshall Jr. I absolutely love him this week. Um, I'm going to be looking into some of his uh, his, uh, prop bets, his yards, his receptions, and and I'll be taking a deep dive into those and uh, possibly putting my money where my mouth is uh, talking about him.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I just want to say that um, my my struggling team's defense has only given up thirty points twice this year, so I wouldn't say they're too bad. All right, let's let's give them a little bit of credit. I threw some credit at your Seahawks last weekend. I want a little in return.
0: Okay, well, like there's I just been a said, lot of you,
1: turnovers created by that that Dagum Atlanta defense this year.
0: Yeah, you guys have just you know been a little banged up over the last few weeks, so it's been a um... Um, I, I couldn't even tell you what last week's score was, but uh, I know there were some points hung up in the last few weeks against you guys.
1: We actually kept the Chargers to a lower score than your Seahawks did.
0: Yeah, well, that, uh, that could
1: also be because they didn't have any weapons, yeah. but I don't think they had, they didn't have Keenan Allen when you guys played either. So, uh, but anyway, we're running out of time here. So let's get it, let's, let's tie this up with a bow. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday morning. Join us for your start sits. You can watch uh, Brant panic in his chair a little bit as the Seahawks are on at the same time as our live. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And as
0: always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.